Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's up, everyone? This is the Go Long Podcast. I'm Tyler Dunn here with Jim Monas, live from Fatty Beer Company. And I just, uh, I cheers you with a coffee. We got to sub that guy out here for I, a... You know, I cheers coffee in the morning, too. <laughs> there but we beer, go. Beer is best for breakfast from the famous movie Cocktail, Too Old for You. Beer is for breakfast. Fatty, you got your fatty beer, beer, we walked in. We asked, what's a good breakfast beer? And what do we get right away? What did a you Strawberry... Go Cotton candy, highly recommended. If you like strawberry yogurt in the morning for breakfast. I see what you're saying. That's okay. good. That's I was going to make fun of you. No, but that's where you go with that. And one will get you going, and then you switch over. I got a giant pumpkin, imperial pumpkin ale from the greater good. No, I can't figure out why there's so much pumpkin right now. Is it What time of year is it? Hey, you know how it is in Western New York. When, when October 1st hits, it's the pumpkin coffees it's the pumpkin beers it's yeah. a lot of mums as I've no, said. i actually do love uh, pump, i do love pumpkin stuff it is good it's good to give in it's good and then i'm yeah good for a month i draw the line at the uh the just the insane amount of mums that are <laughs> just our wives everywhere, and everywhere, fiancés yeah. and girlfriends yeah. all demand you know it's i will say i threw out there on twitter like all right men be strong we do not need to purchase mums there were a couple guys that said i like it were a couple that said, I'm ashamed to admit, I was coerced into buying five mums today. Just feel like, you know, mums, they, people just like to talk about mums if, more than anything. If that's your stress, though, your life's pretty good. Like, <laughs> if, if trying yeah. to decide on whether or not you're feeling the mums. How many mums is too how many? How many is too mom, many? Yeah. Your life's all right. Mm-hmm. Life's all right. We, we it's a very first that. world problem. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Stay strong, though, man. All right. So, we just, we just potted. Obviously, we wrapped up the games. Uh, check it out on the podcast feed if you haven't. We also have Isaiah McKenzie, episode three oh, up. That's it. Please Why? check that out. I mean, he's in concussion protocol, and the show went on with Isaiah. They should investigate that. They I don't should. think he should be speaking if he's not fully healthy. There Brain. you go. There you he, go. May say, he may say something bad about the head coach. I will say, I will say this, that he's doing okay. He's doing okay. Because there, there were uh, 
there were bright lights shining right on us. It was a packed room. You know, he said his mind was good throughout. He what was scary, it. though, is like he couldn't move his arms, his legs, anything. I mean, he was motionless. And Well, you're leading us into maybe our first topic quick before we get into the first quarter kind of. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that, the, the, the violence of pro football. I mean, we have to talk about it. It's something that we probably won't see on many television networks because it's, it's the dark side of the game, and we're, we're not going to shy from that here. We can't. And it is the game, and we've talked about that too. Like, we realize this is what you sign up for. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It's just what you sign up for. And then how do you handle when you do suffer one, and what's the protocol and everything that's been talked about? But as I'm watching tape on, on the grading the quarterbacks and trying to see whoever and blah, 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 I hate saying that when I watch the tape. That reminds me of um, – it, I believe I'm was it grinding the tape. No, I can't even use that's when officially just go ahead and punch me. <laughs> if I use the word grind and tape, it's bad. It, Merrill Hodge started this a long time ago on the on the ESPN started that up. The, the matchup show. Great show. Yeah. And, and Old, the Joe, he and Jaworski good. used to battle like who was what they would just say back or back. But and, and then Hodge used to say, you know, hey, I, you know, 32 hours this I logged 32 hours of tape this I watched 32 hours of tape this week and it became like a joke almost. But um, so let me stop talking about that. But anyway, we focus so much on Tua and what what went wrong with him. So I'm sitting there watching the seeing how my Justin Fields project is going against the Giants, and I wanted to see how Tyrod looked when he came yeah. in because Daniel Jones got hurt. Tyrod got lit up, um, clean hit, you know, nothing dirty, concussion. He at least came out of the game. Now I sent you the clip right away. Because I said, Tyler, nobody talks about. I guess my point was, we don't even hear about this. Here's one of our another great. He, in the best part, or when I say the best part, it's what makes Tyrod so tough. He, it was a third and seven, and he was fighting for that first down. Like there was no slide coming, and he just took a shot, came out of the game. Now, I don't know what the official injury was on him. I, it had to be. I mean, I didn't read anything about. It. I sort of looked it up to see if it was a concussion. But goes to my point. There's more than that probably that happened this week that we don't even hear about in the media, right? It's almost like it's just two of them. Oh, yeah. So I guess that's my point, point, yeah, and that's all. I just wanted to make sure people understand that this happens in every game. We don't even know sometimes. And there's Tyrod trying to do his best for his his team. You know, he's getting given everything he has as a number two quarterback who think about his, his career. You know, he was, he was a starter who got it ripped away from a, a – Still the craziest thing I've ever heard, a bad shot before a game from the the training staff. So medically, he gets his starting job taken away from him. Now, inevitably, he was going to lose the job in a week or two anyway for Herbert. But here he is in New York, comes in for Daniel Jones. We know Tyrod's better than Daniel Jones. Boom. Gives his heart concussion. Look like it. Point being, man game is violent you're sitting there doing a talk you know you're having an interview with a bill's receiver so so here we are it's like we hear about Tua right away we have isaiah mckenzie tyron taylor to your point i think it happens uh, there you go throughout That's, the league exactly and the league is quick to always put out those you know statistic statistics on concussions right. going down that right way. oh they went down x percent in training camp oh they're down X percent through the first quarter of the, the season. They wear the right, and they're putting those goofy, you know, <laughs> Mars attack like padding around the house. Those are the most ridiculous looking things I've ever seen in my life. I don't. They 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 throw numbers at us and say, "Oh, they help reduce concussions." Shut up, you know. We're with the science. We know better than you. 
but here's to your point. You just made a great one. Like there are so many concussions that happen that we never hear about. How many times, like this whole to a tongue of Viola thing, if anything, it should open up people's eyes to know, like when you, like, <laughs> that's what we saw. Like what haven't we seen that isn't so blatant, the sub concussive hits any that, that is completely ignored or maybe, you know, players on the injury report with something else. Maybe it is a back injury for a player and he's really suffering from a concussion and they're Which, trying to, you know, cause they know the NFL knows and the NFL PA know everybody knows everybody it's knows. bad for business bad to for talk business. about concussions. Don't go there. And they don't, why haven't we heard, why haven't we heard more about McKenzie and, and, and Tyron? Like, why aren't they showing? We, I, I feel like we've seen the two play 500 million times, which is ridiculous too. Well, Another he, thing they need to stop showing. I'll give the Bills credit on, on McKenzie because they, he they, broke it down play by play. I'm sure a lot of people probably listened to it. But like, so he, he goes down, he loses movement in his arms, his legs, everything. It's horrifying. And he's talking about it like it's so nonchalant. Right, like it's nonchalant. Um, yeah. But he, he, he was able to answer all their questions. Um, he felt like he never blacked out. He didn't even see stars, none of that. And he was able to run to the locker room. And when he ran to the locker room, he's thinking, I'm going to go back in. And they held him up. Like, you're not playing this week. Fair enough. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, but that's they're that's, that's what you need out of handle, teams. Protect these they, guys against themselves. And I, I meant more how the NFL almost. It seems like the NFL almost hides it, like they don't even want to talk about. Hey, Isaiah McKenzie suffered a concussion, or went into protocol, right. passed it, come right. doing great. Right. Hey, Tyrod Taylor suffered this, comes back doing great. Like, how about some positive reports on the players that yeah. are suffering these and how they're doing? Exactly. Said we just we don't talk about it, right? right? Almost like if we don't talk about it, it didn't happen. Completely and the numbers down. are going down. Yeah. And the numbers right. are going we don't down. talk about Bruno effect. That's what it is. <laughs> Good point. I like. Yeah, that. I like it's, the way uh, you said that too. But it's. I mean, that's it's true. But so anyway, it's. I don't want to harp on it. I'm not trying to say that this. Some. I don't think it's like. I just think it. There's more than what's out. I want the league to own its violence. I go. love the league's violence. You know, you know we're sitting thought. here. We had the book I, sitting behind us. The blood and blood guts. guts. Look at the title. Like, right. That's the whole, whole purpose of the book. Is how the tight end position preserves this violence that we love. Just watch. It, it does. Yep. But I mean, own it. Just if you're the it. NFL, own it. Like, don't I, tell me it's safe. It's what we, it's not, it's and our, that's okay. You sign up to play this sport. It's our number. Well, not my number one thing in scouting that we talk about nonstop. We want junkyard dog, violent, physical guys that have no care for anything. Like you have to have no care for your body to play in the NFL, and they don't. That doesn't mean I'm not saying that. I'm just it doesn't mean they're. I'm not saying when I say no care. I'm not talking about being cheap or anything like that. I'm talking about just the physicality yeah. of football. They are, it's violent. It's just any run is like, and this will lead us into our next thing, but like watching some of these, um, we're going to talk about Saquon Barkley. I'm going to bring him up here soon. But yeah. his runs are violent. I mean, he's laying people out. And I, I keep, every time I keep watching everything, I'm just like, man, it doesn't matter if it's a quarterback getting hit, if it's a running back delivering a hit. Yeah. It's like, it just it keeps showing us. Like, to your point, just own it. And what did the five foot seven slot receiver Isaiah McKenzie say? I can't wait to get back out there. He's gonna I go, can't wait to go across the middle of the field. He's and he loves to get loves hit. To it. And it sounds strange to all of us when oh, we see a dude's neck crane the wrong direction. I mean, Dane Jackson looks like his head's gonna snap oh. right off, and he's playing a week mm. later. It, we he's can't playing. wrap our heads around it, but these guys are gladiators. No, they're glad they're, they're, they're gladiators, and that's why we watch. That's why we. That's why we all are watching the NFL more than any sport, any league. It's these are dudes who will do stuff 
that we don't even think of. And this is the big point too. It's this is why players need to have power as much power as they can for their own money yes. and their safety. That's why we're pro player. Yeah. Because we are we are recognizing and appreciating what they go through. The, I always I, I don't like when people say they make too much money. Mm-hmm. How do they make that? How do, look? That's what we're. They make that money Too because money. I mean, yeah. the people who say that, I mean, for the love of God, turn the game off. Just turn Just it don't off. Watch. Don't watch. That's the only way. I agree. They don't make nearly enough for what they put their bodies through. Not compared to the other sports. Hockey and football. Hockey and football. Yeah. They don't. Baseball and basketball have it nice. Isaiah also said he would rather get hit high than low. No, something we've talked about. I don't every know if there's a player that would ever, I, I bet every player would he'd say rather that. invite yeah. more head trauma than Nothing, suffer. That's the, their, yes, they can come back from the yes. And the other gripe I would just have then is okay, just be honest with the players. We talked about it last episode. Like if, if they really did bury a 94 page document detailing concussions in 2012, a year you before the league denial comes they out, can't know that. that's BS. That's like BS. it should be front and center. Front and center. Instead of telling us constantly, like all the safety measures you're putting into place and how you're, you know, putting these uh, training wheels and bumper rails and extra helmet padding, like whole, yeah, right, instead right. of telling us everything that you're doing, to, no, it's just I wish they'd own it. It's an unsafe game. You, yeah, you put your name on the dotted line. You understand that, and that violence is is for you or it's for you, not for you. That's it. Seriously, that's it. It's it's that. That's to the point. It's at. Recognize the violence, embrace it. Right. Everything yeah. you just said. Yeah, recognize it and um, man, I, do it. Do do it. Like that's why I never. I still can't believe they. Be great to talk to Eric Wood and Richie about all this too, and Cognito about all this. As far as how I've always let the players take and do whatever they want. I don't care. Do whatever you guys want. To whatever it takes for you to, to you know, play and, and you know sustain, maintain your career. I I have nothing against it. I don't care. I've been um, in that training room with Eric Wood after games, and it's 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 not a it's it's a um, it's depressing. It's eye-opening, um, and you don't. It's not like that. I don't care what level of football you play. You've never seen it until you've seen it at the highest level in that training room after a game. It's just incredible. Like they really can't move. Like a lot, they can't move. They're in pain. It's a train wreck. They're in pain. Not just so, one train wreck. It's they're getting paid to be in pain. Man. All right. And they just. Uh, no, it's. I, I know. I can remember talking about human growth hormone. This was back at. <laughs> oh, eight, yeah. I mean, at the Milwaukee like Journal a, Center. This is 2011. Yeah. So back That's then, that I, I was thinking around that time. Back then, it was. H-E-H it was, was basically an honor system. Exactly. Like it, there was no doubt. People was, didn't really understand that too. Mm-hmm. I remember Thomas uh, Dimitrov at the NFL Combine chatting with him and some other execs around the league and. I was like, all right, no, HGH, there, there was no testing for it in the league. It was, he basically said, yeah, you know, we'll look at a guy. And if he's looking, you know, a little bigger and stronger than, uh, than we saw him, you know, the previous season, we might look in. Yeah, you're really going to look into it. You're going to test that player for HGH when he is a player you want to make everybody a lot of money and get you a lot of, like, it's crazy. that, that I mean, that wasn't too long ago. No, no. But you do wonder, like, okay, I'm on green in that same story. He said, look, we produce HGH. It's a naturally 
producing substance? Like what, what's wrong with putting more of it in your body if it's going to help you recover? Maybe that's what you're getting at. Maybe, maybe we should open our brains up to what's out there that are going to help players recover and rehab Take it. in this violent game, which the NFL should own. Own it and then do everything you can to support, support it. Support, support your players. players and their health. Don't don't lie. You have a, and say you know heads up football. No, like we're, you're never going to eliminate concussions. It's, it's just not never going to happen, and that's it's fine. It's fine. People step into the octagon and beat the shit out of each other. It's, it's, I agree. This yeah. is what you're signing up for. Just embrace it. Do the best, like we said, but embrace it. Stop okay. acting like you're going to get rid of it. It's not happening. It's it's just too hard. The nature of the sport is just too hard. Your head is involved. I'm always bringing up Adam Kroll on this podcast. Do it. Oh, I love it's it. Like, I, I can't get enough. You can't. Yes. He always puts it perfect on American society. And we're heading in two like very different directions. It's it's all octagons and <laughs> you know like. Like lift it. kits and right, big right. ass trucks and then like safe spaces and hand holding and you know getting caught up in language and being offended by everything like the middle there's not much middle there's ground no middle like ground. you either want to like, like that. beat the beat the crap out mm-hmm. of people get the crap beat out of you for me. or not, you're scared of your right, own shadow for and, and like football is in this weird place of they, they're trying to kind of appeal to everybody right they want to appeal to people who are offended by everything and scared of their shadow and like you know, if, if Twitter says something, they react to it and try to get, throw a campaign behind it. They, they want the good PR. Yet, it's still this really violent game. It's people beating the shit out of each other. People love the violence. That's why they tune in. That's why it's the most watched, most read sport on the planet. Like, I kind of wish they just tell that direct. Own what you are. Just own, own what you are. Whatever that entails. Great. All right. I know. We had to get it out, though. That, we, no, we had to get that out because it, it didn't. I transition from coffee to the beer now, right now. Well, you, you're probably juiced up. <laughs> um, no, but to, to your point too, it's like I just I think we wanted to talk about it just to make sure that there's been so much talk on the whole Tua thing. I just want to make sure other people or people know other guys are going through this too, and it made me think. And when I brought it up to you, it's how it led us to this conversation. Like this thing is real. That was only talked about as much as it was because it was so public, right? It's prime time. It's prime him. Time like unable to move. And we saw the week before he's stumbling around. Like it's so many varieties of that. There really are. But we are at the quarter mark, you know, yeah, so this is where games first quarter, is, first quarter. So we want to really dig into, all right, you know, who are some players, players, teams, teams that are surprising us for good or bad good or bad. Just some things, thoughts we're watching. Yeah. Seeing. Now, now you can kind of like <clears throat> catch some trends and see where things are going. I felt good. Do you want to start off with anything specific? Hey, the floor is yours. I felt good. I I had to keep watching my man Justin Fields. See what where are we at here with this guy? And it's hitting me. It came clear last night watching him play. He actually played pretty well against the Giants for him. For Justin Fields, I thought he did okay. Stats don't don't worry about the stats and all that. He he used his legs. You saw the you saw the ability, the big plate, the big time throws, a couple of them that stand out. You just don't see the down in, down out, enough consistency with quick decision making, quick accuracy, volume, volume, volume of completions that all the great ones do. And it hit me who he is, who he reminded me of. He reminds me of do you want to guess or no? I'm trying to guess. It's a tough one. Don't think about 
it's their it's their style of play that it hit, and I, and when it, it hit me that okay, I think I know who who he's gonna be. Who, who, I, I okay. wouldn't be able to guess. All right. Tyrod Taylor. That's who Justin Fields reminds me mm-hmm. of. Where I think Justin Fields is so tough and so physically gifted with arm strength and his legs, just like Tyrod, right? The old the thing that always held Tyrod back for us was that consistency, right, in the position. And I find myself when I'm watching Fields saying the same thing, and I'm watching, and then it's like he does these, he makes these plays that very few people can make with his legs or with his arm. And and it hit me that Fields' ceiling may be that where he's a ideal backup, but you know, a good starter. If he's your starter, you're going to have to be special around them. Everything else would have to be right. The coach is going to have to really cater to his skill set. Mm-hmm. You're going to it'd be, take a lot to bring everything out of, you know, to win a Super Bowl. And when I talk about that, I'm always talking about winning a Super Bowl with a player. I don't want to, because I'm not trying to take away from their talent. They are, I mean, obviously, I just because I don't feel like Tyrod or Justin Fields capable or good enough to be your starter and win a Super Bowl with unless everything else is right. That doesn't, I'm not trying to knock them. There are very few guys that are capable of like putting Aaron Rodgers. We talk about every episode, but he's, he's one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever play the game. He can't get out of the first round of a playoffs. You know, it's like, that's how hard this is. So my point is it came. I love that comparison. It makes a lot of sense. I think that's what he is. I think that's what you're going to get. I think if you're trying to make him, I, I, I'm going to say, I, I see what people were talking about. The processing. The processing. It, Not it, that he doesn't know what he's looking at. That's different. You can know everything about the defense and the offense. It's still that. How fast can you do is. it? It's got to be. And, that, and yep. then that's where the easy know completions come. There, that's what I'm talking about. When you can teach guys to just keep, hey, pick these guys apart. Yeah, it's, it's those first quick, quick, two, quick. Point, two seconds after the snap. Okay. That's where this linebacker's going. That's where that safety's going. This is where the rush is oh, coming. Make your decision now. And when your quarterback knows it, your whole like it scares the other team so much because their whole the whole week the defensive coordinator knows like Drew Brees. Man, if I do this, Brees is gonna know it. Like they're thinking that. Like he'll know if I do this, he'll know the coverage, and we're done. Like so anyway. And that's where like Mac Jones, he probably has now, that, now but he doesn't have the other. The stuff. other stuff isn't there yet. That's a good point. Like maybe that's it for Mac, and then. So I, I did. I, so first quarter, there we are with the young quarterbacks. I feel uh, Trevor. Just to recap, the first quarter for the young guys. That, you know, mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence seems to be on the right path. Zach Wilson's first game back is a hold your breath. I'd hold my breath if I was the Jets. I, I, whew, I didn't like what I saw. How so? Same stuff. Crazy decision making, lack of accuracy. Doesn't make sense to me. As far as I don't know how you're going to win. I see the athleticism and the arm strength. I get it. Zach Wilson, he has that, but he has got to clean up his game down in and down out. Just almost like Fields, even I mean, his accuracy and decision making aren't there yet. Um, uh, Mac Jones is Mac Jones. I don't, I very, you know, I think he is what he is. Um, Zappy from the Patriots, I got to look at him now as a guy that I bet on in college a little bit because he used to put up some <laughs> of course you did. crazy numbers. At, he played he, that offense at Western, Western Kentucky, Kentucky was awesome. Like they put up the best numbers. He did all right. He looks like a he looks like a good back. He looks like a zap. I, the name is just insanely good. Um, Davis Mills, I feel like has settled into a good number two for me right now. Right, we all got excited about Davis Mills. Bit. I, I'm, I'm seeing enough to okay. know he looks like a good number two. Much like where I'm seeing with like all these guys, other than Trevor Lawrence right now. Oh, 
I know it was bad in, in Philadelphia. A lot of turnovers. Wet. Tough. To, I'm not even grading him. I don't want to write him wet. off. Wet. The conditions. Maybe the tough. best team in the league. He, he, they were still in the game, too, which is crazy. They started out so well, and, and it, but – I'm not trying to take – I still see his arrow going up. Trevor's skill set looks good. I'm not I'm not trying to say. I just – that class is looking like they – it's interesting, isn't it? How we – Yeah. Yes. I, I, That's why you have to really continue to study this stuff. Could it be 2011 all over again? Uh, it's – I mean – I mean, where Cam Newton is – Is the ahead, one and then the other – Everybody else. Who else we got? Blaine Gabbert, Jake Locker, Christian Ponder. I don't know if it's that – Maybe not that bad quite yet. It's but it's trending. To your, point, to your point, it's trending that. I like that trending that way. Um, the, that Jets team, by the way, isn't that bad. It's their quarterback, like we always talk about. They have some players. They have some receivers. I like their running backs. Their defense is fighting. Their defense, I would thought, would be better with the head coach. Um, but I see signs. They're fighting for that coach. Yeah, I, I, they're not going to be. If, if Zach Wilson catches on, maybe. They're going to be a tough game for everybody. Now, That's a really good point. Okay, the other young quarterback. Now, instant eval, small sample size, but his first game. Ooh, I like this. All I'm right. excited. I didn't watch this guy a lot in college. I didn't want to comment on him because I didn't study him a lot. Kenny Pickett. I'm intrigued. I like what I saw. I saw toughness. I saw quick decision making, and I saw letting his players make the play, like yes. letting his That's receivers and playmakers make plays. They have something, I think, in him. If they could get healthy on defense, because they're banged up on defense right now. I don't know when T.J. Watt is supposed to come back. I know we talk, We don't know, I don't think. But bottom line, I'd be excited if I was Pittsburgh right now. That There's something there. Just play him. Don't <laughs> stop. Enough's enough now. Like You, you invested in him, and you were right. They were right to invest in him. I see what they saw. They might have – we'll see how good Kenny Pickett but, is. And I'm not they, trying they to might, say yeah, – They I'm might just, look back and say, did we waste a couple games by not going to him sooner? The only the, that's, the, that's tough, right? No textbook on that. But um, they should feel good about the chance they took on him. My first impression, it was, it was pretty good. That uh, willingness to just give – George Pickens, Chase Claypool, Yes, and they have players. You're sitting there, man, you have a tight end. You have three good receivers. You have yeah. a first-round running back who's a good player. Yeah. Like, they should be better on offense. Common denominator, offensive coordinator. Yeah. Right? You've spent time, you know. So that caught my eye. Um, and I wouldn't count them out for the playoffs if you are a futures gambling man. Well, you look at the division – Baltimore, they historically do a good job against Lamar Jackson. So Mike Tomlin isn't that worried about Lamar Jackson. I'm so confused with Baltimore. Uh, Cleveland's Cleveland. I mean, you know, you know, I'm all in on Cincinnati, but they they got a game on Cincinnati. Cincinnati is legit too. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm just saying the Steelers can. This guy might be their TJ Watt is the best player. He's they're going to they're going to get him back. For them to make the playoffs, it's going to take Watt carrying that defense again. I agree. Yeah. It's going to be – well, it's going to get off to a difficult start, though. The Steelers come to Buffalo. I saw that. Let's hit on that game. Yeah. They're 14-point underdogs. Yeah. No T.J. Watt. Are you hammering that spread? Uh, I don't want to – I would hammer – 14 points. It's a lot of points. It's just so many points against a – God, I wish – if the Steelers had T.J. Watt, Mm -hmm. I'd hammer. Still scared. Because that offense coordinator is still the offense coordinator in Pittsburgh. And you have to score – eventually – like Baltimore got away with, you know, 
they didn't. To me, you have to score points to beat Buffalo. Like in Baltimore, had a chance to really put Buffalo away and couldn't. And you see what happens if you don't score. Buffalo's going to score. Like no TJ Watt, they're going to score. So that game, I'm not. I can't sit there and say I love it. Like I kind of thought when I see 14, I want to take it. Like you almost have to. Rookie quarterbacks don't do and, much against the Bills. And defense. I was just going to say this defense is so good. Like they're really good. And and as Leslie Frazier, Sean, they have that thing. It's a machine right now. The defense, like to lose your whole secondary, like they did, and just not skip a beat. Mm-hmm. Hard to do. I think the player that I'd like to hit on. Yeah, hit on. That's this. maybe. Um, Surprising me, it's surprising a lot of our listeners here in Western New York, but Matt Milano. You know, I, I really good. thought two years ago, right, he's part of your final draft class. I'm happy to hear it. I I, I see what you're saying, but yeah, go ahead. And we, we've, we've gotten into that background, but I got to admit, like out of the 2020 AFC Championship game, Travis Kelsey tore the Bills up. I want to see like 11 catches over 100 yards. It seemed like Matt Milano was on him almost every time. And I'm thinking, okay, really good athletic linebacker, but if your goal is to beat the Chiefs, why hand this guy, whatever it was, 44 mil over four years when you can take some of this money that you're spending on Milano with Daryl Williams? They resigned a bunch of their own that offseason. And they go all in on Unique Ngakwe. Go all in on Matthew Judon, who, I mean, is a stud. Stud. He's another player we should talk about more. Um, but there are a lot of pass rushes. J.J. Watt. Baltimore misses him. They do miss him. Uh, Bud Dupree was another one. There's a lot of pass. Um, they decided to kind of run it back. And, you know, Milano, the next year, obviously, they lose to Kansas City again. It's closer. I feel like we forget sometimes how you know, your own your own players can improve <laughs> year to year, right? Like, they're not just set We just stone. want instant. We want instant. Right. Matt, Matt Milano has improved uh, drastically. I mean, he, he was very good. He was very good early. Um, there's a reason he's been starting as, as long as he's been starting. But, gosh, watching that Baltimore game, he's all over the field. It felt like there were four Matt Milanos out there uh, tackling Lamar Jackson in the open field. A huge second goal stop when the Ravens were at the one going in to win. I, you know, he can cover, obviously. We'll see how he does against Kelsey in those one-on-ones. But I, I, I think so he's – yeah. it's so hard, right? You just – you want to – the height, the length, the height. You just want to get a couple stops. No, one time, couple. you want to see it once, say, okay, okay. now, yeah. But I think that call. he uh, – He's almost that, – That's looking like a one of the best bargains in the AFC now. Like, when you look at some of these linebackers are making, some of these pass rushers are making, any, any position on defense, Matt Milano is so valuable. You always – I've talked about this with – Defenses. I want nine, just nine incredibly talented, nasty dudes on defense. And then the inside, I need one linebacker and one safety who can just somehow line things up. We had that in New Orleans with Vilma, Darren Sharper. Like you have those, just two guys that can get everybody. Those are the communicators, right? Right. right. If, if, if it's Milano and Hyde, wow. Like, and then the rest fill it in. Poyer, I guess. Yeah, and Poyer probably is Hyde being done. He, he's Poyer's probably been there enough that he can. He and Hyde are almost probably similar in communication now. So you got yeah. so Poyer and Milano, pretty impressive. I I just feel like we overlook or Ed, Edmonds. I don't even know if Edmonds. Yeah, I don't know who is the. I don't know who calls everything. I've probably who, been too harsh on Edmonds. I, I, I think he's a fine. About, fine I, he's okay. Sometimes we have always have to take a step back on 
It's not the player's fault where they were drafted, right? He's, I, I think I've been hard on Edmonds too. He's, he's a good player. He's not a, I don't know if he's, I don't know if you miss him. Well, if they lose I, him, I know but, he's as young as he is, oh, but if you're trying to win a Super Bowl right now, I'd be paying, I'd be paying up for Poyer more than I'd be paying up for Edmonds. Even, even though Poyer's into his thirties, I'm not saying they're equal, but I, I would. Take, I would 100. I would take those millions of dollars and put it towards ball, I would take a safety that could make plays on the ball, and who has been reliable every. Play. I would take him over Edmonds. Who's yeah. to say that he, he that Poyer just can't age like some of these DBs have aged? Harrison Smith, Eric Weddle, Harrison, Harrison Smith, Smith, Weddle. Those guys. We talked safeties. Can you can you can prolong your career because you're so you, you know the defense yeah. so well. It was good to see the Bills actually incorporate another player that they paid a lot of money to. Dawson Knox had a big catch. I've been waiting but for that. Yeah, That's, been he's been a, he's had a hard – I almost feel like – I can't imagine. Well, yeah, trying going. to play a football I, game. I don't know how he's going to do that. So maybe he's now coming out of what – I mean, I can't even – I don't even want to talk about it. It's so sad. But it is. to think that we know that he's he's going to be a major part of this offense at some point. And to, for the Bills to be doing as well as they are on offense without really have unleashed him yet like they did last year, he'll be there. So, yeah, Matt, Matt Milano, I feel like, is a guy that can, a good one. can help Buffalo be different just because he just, he just looks like a different player. What about on the offensive side of the ball? You touched on Saquon Barkley earlier. I, I didn't touch on what – this is what I wanted to say about him because I've talked about him as – I've seen – I've viewed him as a home run hitter. I've said it on here and – I think he's more than that. I think I've finally seen more than that in him now. I, there's something going on in him that I, I would venture to say, I think I'd rather try to tackle Derrick Henry than Saquon Barkley. Why is that? Because Derrick Henry is nowhere near as explosive as Saquon Barkley. They're both huge running backs, right? I don't care. You're talking about whatever. I don't know what their exact weight is. Either way, they're both huge. Saquon's explosion right now, coming off this, whatever he has done to train to come back from this, that he always was insanely fast, but his ability to hit his top speed right away and his leverage when he's running right now is the best I've seen. And stop trying. He's not a good, he doesn't make people miss. He has tried before. That's why I was hard on him. I don't think he's great making this out. And he doesn't need to be. Run him over. Explode through him and keep running. Cause that's what you're doing right now. And I would want no part of trying to tackle Saquon Barkley right now. Impressive, impressive coming off that injury. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, to see him. Cause I, you can see how hard he's had to work to get back to this. Yeah. So he is definitely, uh, caught my eye. And then the other thing, this first quarter, and we're, I know I'm jumping around here. We maybe think of the giants, but that, that, that record's a little, we'll see. Three and one. You're three and one. Can't deny three and one. I'm the one that says get a win however you can. Yeah. But but this that quarterback play is Jones and Tyrod. Man, it's tough, tough, tough. It is just good to see Saquon Barkley play, be healthy, at full strength. It, It almost feels like it was like it's a distant memory that he was just terrorizing defenses at Penn State. Remember those those Saturdays he was must watch TV. And he was one of those rare running backs. No doubt. Okay. Like the size speed is rare. Size, the speed. Rare size speed. I just never really had a chance to get going. You know, a lot of that, there's so many factors, right? It's never as easy as we want to make it out to be where A, he can't stay healthy. I mean, B, look who the GM is and the players they're putting around him. 
see the quarterback play. He, he hasn't had any support of a passing game. I can't imagine. So we see he Can still doesn't have a passing game. He finally has a new front office, a new coaching, which is going to help. But they can't they can't even get new guys in there for another year or two with the salary cap situation being what it was. So we're only seeing Saquon Barkley not being even, healthy, not, just right. being himself. Just healthy, this not even. With so what the happens whole... when he, he has a better situation around him? Even? I I officially want to see that. Like yeah. he is. I just always respect, man, when guys have those horrible injuries and to come back from that, knowing what they put into it, just can't, can't respect that enough. Okay. I wonder what, no. where do the Giants go um, with, with, you know, with, with Saquon Barkley? Like, is he part of their plans? They, like Joe um, Shane and Brian Dable? Unfortunately, I don't know enough about their cap situation right now. They can't overpay to keep Barkley. Then do you trade him midseason? Yeah. To the Bills? Sure. Sure. I mean, the Bills would probably cough up sure. a ton of picks. I would do it if I was Buffalo. I would, if I was Buffalo, I would do it. This is your window. You're in your window. Giants aren't in their window. The Giants need a quarterback. Trade them. The Giants have to be loving his production for many reasons. Right Trade them. Every night they're they're talking about it, no doubt. Because they're not going anywhere with Jones or Tyra. Do you think that Shane and Bean are like, texting each other? Yes. Okay. Well, they're probably – well, they might be texting each other and Bean. Like maybe weekly, like okay, what are you thinking now, Brandon? What what do we <laughs> like? It's fantasy now? football. Like, hey, I saw Singletary fumble. Uh, what are you guys thinking? He didn't play Moss a whole lot against Baltimore. What are you guys thinking? Hey, that rookie fumbled early. Do you have a running back? I mean, you throw Saquon Barkley in this Bills offense. <laughs> what are you going to do? You have to tackle Josh Allen or Saquon. Not to, mention the the passing Bills, game. not to mention the best receiver maybe in the what NFL are, and Diggs. What are the picks going to do for you if you're the Bills right now? Hell yeah, just take, take whatever you want. That's just just go for it. Bills are so good. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. Oh, I think it makes a lot of sense. This is the Bills' window. Go for it. The Rams just did you it. You already went for it with the Von Miller deal. Go for it. Well, keep going. I'm with you. I'd love to see that. Especially since I think – you know, the last couple weeks has been a little tougher sled for Buffalo's offense. G- Gabe Davis hasn't really I'm, I'm, got going as that number two receiver. He's had some drops. Amazing when guys get into more of a role. Uh, uh, expectations are raised. And we'll see if he, you know, obviously he has a chance to come back from that. But when you think about the shots that Josh Allen's been taking, and he has been running a lot, and I don't, and we talked about it, can't take that away from him, but maybe Barkley could help with that. Completely. Maybe Barkley's the guy who can take away from Josh Allen who's getting banged around like he is. Because the passing game's on stop. The volume would be dispersed. I mean, just the, the amount of physical blows that your ball carriers are taking. Like Josh Allen's taking too, too much. And like, much. like we've said, I would say you, d- you don't want to take that away from him. It's what makes it him special. Yeah. But just when you have a Saquon Barkley, try. If it's available, it's going to help it's Josh available. Allen in so many ways. Gosh, that would be. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> They're not in the same conference. No, it's a, it's really a, it's it, that's a deal that should get done. Like you're, you're familiar with the GMs, love you know their friends. Here's the GMs the are friends. But here's the problem if you're the Giants, though. You know, at some point you do need good football players. But okay, but he's never going to be the difference for your team. No, but like he'll never make you. When they team. took over, I get it. They were in cap hell. Like it was. Yeah crazy with the deals they had to get out of. But James Bradbury is a player they should have found a way to keep. Okay, I'm just going to keep, if I'm Shane, if I'm Joe Shane. 10 mil for a year? i got to be honest, man. This is tough to, I know, you know, I'm not trying to take away from Bradbury or Saquon right now. I wouldn't, 
I'm the Giants. I'd you would really just yeah. be completely so you gutting the roster. Find a way to get the quarterback and then build it. You're just wasting your time. But don't you want to have some talent around that quarterback if you can? You really want to just burn it to the ground and then find a quarterback and say, all right, be our Lord and Savior? Um, no. But I, like I said, I need to look at their financial more to see. But as long as it – yes, keep them if it helps. We couldn't keep Gilmore. It wasn't that we didn't want to keep Gilmore. We didn't have money. Like, and we couldn't – at that point, to overspend for Gilmore to keep him if we had to. If we had to get real creative to keep Gilmore. And that Marcel Darius deal really – Okay, now I was a part of that. I, I was a big believer in Marcel. Marcel didn't – you know, he's the most talented well, You weren't alone, I mean, right? No, Terry Pagula. We all were. He was Rex, most, everybody. everybody. He's the most talented defensive tackle any of us have ever been around as far as talent. You know, but it wasn't going to ever be enough. And, and his offense, you know, he had a lot going on. But, a lot of demons. But right? there's a guy that we did have. I guess that's where I'm coming from. We did have talent. Yeah, like we had plenty of talent. We didn't have the one position and we couldn't get over the hump. So it, it's real. I mean, that's real. So I guess what I'm saying, yes, you want to keep good players if you can. If it doesn't hurt you, keep them. Is there another player uh, that surprised you in a good way or a bad way? The uh, the old quarter poll here, Jim. Trying to think of a good way that a guy that maybe we don't talk about. Well, I'm not an obvious guy. Barkley was one I know. Was, obviously, it's a high pick for a reason. It's like the size, speed isn't new to anybody. It's just his. Um, there's, a, there's a receiver. Oh, I know. In a bad way, Deontay Johnson for the Steelers. I've I've had my issues with him. I, I just don't know how you can rely on a guy that the highlight catches are. He's fast. He makes highlight catches, but the drops are still there. That drives me crazy. I just don't know how you can rely on guys like that. Um, he'd be a guy that I'm more disappointed on, who I thought last year took a step. I'm seeing the drops again, and they don't, they're not good enough to afford drops, um, the Steelers. So I, I, he's a guy that I'm, I wouldn't say I'm down. I'm just more – I thought he was took a, a bigger step maybe. Um, Team-wise. Real quick, though, okay. on, on that concept. Of, yeah, yeah. Because I was, I was covering that Pittsburgh-New England game. Yeah. And he had this insane oh, catch. catch on the two-pointer. I mean, his body is at – I don't even know that. what the degree was. He like has that 30? Right, he has it in. How, how can a player make a catch like that? And then the one he had against Cincinnati the week before, insane yeah, one he, he has it in. But how can you make that kind of catch? And then something so That's routine. What, yeah. That tells me that it's just, you know, for me, that would be the receiver. It's not natural for him. The easy ones – the hard ones, you're not thinking at all. You're just reacting so quick, yeah. and your 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 insane athletic ability that not a lot of, of possess. He can make plays like that because it's just oh, I can I can go up and get that with one hand, but then you just throw it right to him, moving in traffic. Maybe the hands aren't as natural. It's almost like a basketball player where we we, we both played where sometimes it was easier to hit that off balance no jumper question. in the lane, fade away, fade like, away. No. Than, then a spot up. Eight like foot, nobody's yeah, covering right, you. Right. You feel like, every, yes, I, I love that comparison. It love is that. so similar, isn't love it? That. Love that comparison. Um, and then the one team that I want to talk about after the first quarter that I think we talked about 49ers last night. I'm not, I don't want to just talk about them from last night. I want to take it back to last year. Let's not forget that they were an interception, an easy interception away from being in the Super Bowl. They returned everybody, yeah. including – including their longtime starting quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, who I'm officially going to say this. He is never terrible, but he's never very good. 
Like he is numbers here. That's the only way I can say that I just don't see him as a, I never see him as a horrible quarterback. I just don't see him as a great quarterback. And I think that's where, so he's still there. It's still, he is still the biggest question mark in San Fran, but they have, they know how to win with him. They know how to win with him. They had success. Shanahan's done it. The team likes him. I think the NFC is weak. I think this team is the most complete team in the NFC. They were last year. They should have been in the Super Bowl last year. They're same team. They need to get the running back back will be a boost. I don't even know uh, Mitchell. I think he's supposed to come back. I may be off on that. I got should have checked on that before I said it. But, but Jeff, I mean Jeff Wilson looks. He, fine. He's fine. The Shanahan just keeps it rolling. Yeah. I like this 49ers team, and I can see them coming out of the NFC right now. I really, really respect what they've built there. That defense is so good. Go ahead. Let me hear how bad is it. No, I mean you know it's, it's crazy. I feel like if you were to put a gun to my head and, and say recite Jimmy Garoppolo's mm-hmm. stat line from last night. I feel like even if you didn't watch the game, <laughs> this is exact. This is exactly what you'd say: sixteen of twenty-seven yes. for two hundred thirty-nine yards Rough. with a touchdown, no sacks, no picks. There but it is. If they could get that, you that's, just, all, that's all. There it is. There, there it is. You just hit on it. Give me no sacks and no picks with Jimmy G, and let's just see what happens. They have so much talent of players that can make plays with the ball in their hands. All they, they just they they are so good after the catch. I feel like his uh, his drop back and the way he gets uh, – it, it's almost like he, so many of his completions look exactly the same. same. I agree. He takes like that that drop with the wide stance, a little flick of the wrist across the middle, whether it's Juszczyk, whether it's Kittle, whether it's Debo, and that quick little in-breaking route. And he can hit that throw in rhythm. That's kind of all they need sometimes. What do you think of their defense? Like, I mean, I don't want to harp on – like, we're harping on Jimmy G. This yeah. defense is insane. Oh, good. Yeah. Like good. It is. And I, okay, now here's my two, – two more things to talk about quick with 49ers. D'Amico Ryan's defensive coordinator. Get him as a head coach, please, somebody. Love it. Love his energy. I scouted him at Alabama. Yeah. His background screams head coach. Totally. Okay, so I, that's a guy I hope people start really getting on. Um, and I know who sh- he should hire as his GM. The guy that's the GM for the University of Maryland's football team right now, uh, Gerald Smoke Dixon, who is somebody who worked for the Bills. And it's pay attention to what Maryland's doing with their football team right now. They're, they're getting some talent there. Gerald Smoke Dixon's been there for a couple years now. I like they're it. on the map. D'Amico and Smoke played together at Alabama. Just saying. Hey, all, all right. right. Okay, all there's right. that pitch. I got to give one shout out from this 49ers Ram games for last night for the gamblers out there. 11 quarterback hits, by the way. Oh, yeah. And just keep doing that. And you'll win every game. That's seven sacks. There you go. Right. How did the Giants beat Tom Brady? That crazy. That well, I mean, obviously, Jerry Goff's playing better than Matt Stafford right now, too. I saw, and it's true. I was never a huge Stafford fan, but. Um, okay. This is a personal thing. I just have to mention this do it, from do the it. gambling side. It happened last night. So last year, I have a. Friend I grew up with, one of the best pure shooters in basketball, Division Three player at Susquehanna University, named Mike Wodkowski, great, great assistant basketball coach over the years. Like Mike Wazowski from Monsters, Inc. There you go, Don Mikowski, too. Don Mikowski. There we go. So Mike and I grew up together. a little younger than me, but Mike, he always just shoot. Okay, so huge 49ers fan. So last year, he's texting me, get Garoppolo out of my life. Can't deal anymore. This is before they played the Rams. He told me, take the Rams this week. They were playing. He said, just bet on the Rams. 49ers are terrible, right? Well, I was like, you know, Mike, it's never that easy. So last year I took the 49ers after he said that, and they beat 
he was how did they beat the Rams, right? Jimmy G6. So this year again, he was pissed off. Trey Lance done. Garoppolo's back. He's like, Garoppolo stinks. Can't believe this again. Yeah. Here they are playing the Rams this week. I said, Mike, thank you for that. I'm gonna tell you why. I took the 49ers again last night because it was almost perfect timing. I said, whenever it doesn't make sense, yeah. thank you. So I, I had to let Mike know. The, the 49ers Rams game now every year. I want him to let me know how bad Jimmy G is, just to remind me that they'll probably beat the Rams. <laughs> and it's not that Mike's right. I mean, Jimmy G has been the reason probably that they haven't won a Super Bowl. But I mean, it's all just a gigantic tease for they're so good disappointment. There you go. But anyway, I, I do I do have fun. The 49ers. You're are right though. They were so close <laughs> to making the Super Bowl with. With Jimmy G. With, not just Jimmy. He was banged up, right? I mean, he was beat to hell. Uh, so I had to get that in. It's just, I, this is the first I quarter. That. I mean, I feel like there's so much going yeah. on in the first quarter. And who are some defensive guys? I was hitting on, I know I, I, we focus on QBs a lot. Um, oh, there was a corner. Who did I watch? The, the Raiders had a corner making – oh, that Robertson dude played some, made some plays for the Raiders the other day against Denver. Oh, Denver's another team we got to talk about. The, the Robertson for the Raiders caught my eye. His toughness the other day was outstanding. I want to thank him because I took the Raiders. Is Hackett going to make it through the year in Denver? Yeah, Here's, they, I'm they, trying they, to wonder. They paid Russell Wilson so much money that – He's not then, Russell. I mean, you're not moving out from Russell Wilson. Exactly. So the yeah, I mean, back if, is if, now if there's going to be a fall guy, then it would have to be. I love that running head back. coach, right? As soon as I saw he was Javante Williams is done. That's a, such a disappointment because he was. He's so good. That is huge. huge this team loss. right now. Well, we, we we've talked about it, but like Denver, let's just face it. They they hired Nathaniel Hackett because they thought they'd have a legitimate shot at trading for Aaron Rodgers. Um, those is, that two, is, that, is that true? Yes. Yes, it's absolutely it's true. such a bad reason to hire a coach. I'm sure they liked him as a coach. You know, I'm, I mean, not, I'm, I'm, just, not, I'm not in the room. I don't know exactly like the the, the, the priority list of this is why we're hiring Nathaniel Hackett. I do. I mean, I, I've been in that room. I can't imagine. I, I, if it was, it's wrong. I got to think it's, I got to think it's up there. Because Hackett and Rodgers are that close. Are they? They're unbelievably close. They really are. Yes. What I was told by players on the Packers is their relationship was goo goo gaga. Yeah. It was like almost a flirtatious type of, you know, all in good fun kind of stuff. No, I hear you. Like, you know, during, these two during are meetings. A little, it's a little, film. right. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, like a bromance. Yeah, yeah. It happens. And they're way closer. And I don't think he has a bad relationship with Matt LaFleur. By no, any, by no. Any I'm not saying, yeah. But I, I think, um, you know, it's a good, it's a good oh, working you're, you're relationship. Be, the head but co- I think that him and Hackett were, it was something that was that yeah. transcended. Yeah, that. I can see. I can see. Okay. This makes sense. So I think Denver, look, they, they've been rumored to, to want Aaron Rodgers for a long time. Their GM had a lot of trouble facing Aaron Rodgers with, with the George Vikings. Patton, yep. Yeah. Um, I, I think there are, there are enough dots to connect to think, okay, this is, this, it sounds weird to talk in these terms in the NFL. This happens in the NBA all the time. Everything. I mean, GMs and coaches are that's hired why, just to recruit players all the time. Yeah. Players are signed and traded for just to get other players all the time. Like, I think I think that's what happened in Denver. Fair enough. So if it was this arranged marriage, like how often do arranged marriages work in real life? I don't, I don't have that stat. I'm, I can't talk about that. But I really did. <laughs> I really did think though. This is. I'm not going to act like an expert and sit on a, a throne, a high horse here, because I thought that you've got and it's it still could work. 
look, I'm not going to throw the towel in on Russell Wilson completely because he's Russell Wilson. But I, I thought it would work because Hackett, what we do know about him is you know, cr- diligent, love of the game, pour himself into the job, energetic, positivity, all that. Russell Wilson, positivity, energetic, love of the game. I just, I just felt like you, you, you mix that together, good things will happen. I love. I like the receiving core: Portland Sutton, Jerry it's, Judy. Their, de- their team's good. Their, their defense, defense is their good. Their defense is better than what you their see with the Raiders. Good. Their defense is good. Their, their uh, team is good. But offensively, they just they can't get anything going. Okay. What I'm having flashbacks. I'm having flashbacks. I don't know. I, and I don't want him to. Like, I'm not trying to say I want him to be or anything like that. I'm, I don't want to get in. Like, I just. It's really bad there. Like, they're really bad on offense. And it's never a good That's sign. That's a game I haven't watched yet. So it's never a good sign when when that's kind of what you're known for as the head coach, right? Like, when that's what your baby is, like, your team right. should take – like, the Bills, honestly, they've been good on defense every year Sean's been. Yeah. Regardless of the run defense, blah, blah, blah. Points per game is what matters. Rankings matter. Sean, they're right on defense on the right stats. Um, Mike Tomlin's defense, you should see it. Let me see it. Sean Payton. Our offense was always good, right? Andy Reid. Wherever he goes, that offense is going to be good. So, you see what I'm saying? And for Denver to look, look at Philly, so, Nick Sirianni. That, what he's known for, right? And it's you're seeing it. They're, they're, why can't – if Hackett's known for offense, why don't we see it? Here's, now, here's my thing with Hackett. We didn't see it in Buffalo on offense. With, with talent, no quarterback, but with talent. Jacksonville. Were they really good on offense with Blake Bortles? Or did they just get, you know, did we just kind of give them some credit? I'm, I'm, I'm saying that because I've looked. They weren't that great on offense. They were The defense was. The de- they were winning with a lot of good players, and they were winning with a very average quarterback. So you get credit for that. So where, did, where was Hackett's great offense? Because please don't tell me Green Bay, right? I mean, that's what got him so fired. If that's the case, all that's wrong. He should be hired because he had a vision for the Broncos. He had a great understanding of the whole game of football, personnel, time management. How am I going to change everything? That's why you hire a head coach, not because you think he – because he's not getting – if if you hired him to get the offense right with Russell Wilson, then, yes, you need to fire him because it's not working. Mm-hmm. And that's – I hate to say it like that because I don't want – I you know, I know happy. I, want, I don't want anybody to lose their jobs except for – <laughs> no, we don't. Um, okay, I just saw another guy that I really like coming out of the draft that we were that I loved coming out of the draft. And we couldn't decide if he was a true defensive man or a linebacker. His name was Hassan Reddick from Temple. We spent Stop. a lot of time with him, right? But we, the pure, he was so small for DN. Yep. Can he get it done? And we were actually going to convert him because he had played some linebacker early in his career at Temple, blah, blah, blah. He was, we went and did all the X and O stuff. Uh, we sent our coach, uh, Bob Babbage, down there to talk to him. And uh, he certainly could learn linebacker. And I'm watching how he's being used in the NFL, same way he was used at Temple. Just go get the quarterback. And he does it. Every team he's been on. And I'm happy to see him playing now for a team that's going to – like he deserves it. Redick is a – he's a monster. Why doesn't this happen more, Jim? Like why don't NFL teams, just front offices and coaches, look at what a player in college do. does well, does <laughs> and great. Just do it. And like, all right, Lamar Jackson, you just absolutely destroyed collegiate defenses in this unique way. 
with your legs. Why well, want he should be the first pick of the draft. Right. Like right. we we will draft you we can do and that. we will change everything we think we know about offensive football to suit your skill set. And and as we've said a million times, it's the same everybody passed on him. The Ravens passed on him. It's the same with Fields. I, I Fields, Tyrod, Lamar. They have a special skill set. You know, their combination is what makes them special, right? They can do both. Where yes, their legs may be their athleticism and legs may be ahead of their passing. But it's not as long as the passing is not fatal flaw. And their passing is yeah. not fatal flaw. Like philosophically, though, isn't it ego? Yes. I mean, oh. so many of these coaches, they do got, they do well. They've got such big egos that like I'm do gonna, what they do well. I, I've got this system. You're gonna fit in my system if you don't get the hell out of here. Yeah. And, Offense and, and defense. You see that throughout the league. No doubt. So, All over the place. It's I mean, look at Urban Meyer in Jacksonville bringing in his system, and Trevor Lawrence looks like a bad quarterback. He leaves. Doug Peterson comes in. I sat down with Press Taylor. You know, he's How a coach that's in Trevor Lawrence's ear. And it's like, it, he's like, eh, you know, it's really not rocket science. You know, Trevor Lawrence does this, 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 this well. We're trying to accentuate that. And, yeah, we've got our stuff, and we want to, you know, incorporate our stuff. But it, but if he doesn't like something, we're going to throw that play I out. I love what you said about Philly. We're throwing it out. Look what, look, look, look what Miami's doing. What did Mike McDaniels do as soon as he got the job? What does Tua do well? Because yeah. he does do a lot well. It's, it's just we have unreal expectations sometimes. It was just like we had to figure that out with Reggie Bush. Right. We had to figure that out with Reggie Bush in, in New Orleans. Like, hey, let's just – he can't handle it all. He's not what we thought as far as every down back. But he can do some special things, so let's just use him that way. Completely. Yeah, I agree with you on it. Greg Williams, defense coordinator, you say it all the time. What's, what can you do well? Let's do that. You can't – I'm not going to try to ask him to do something he can't do. Completely. We got to get Greg on the show still. It's coming. He said he'll be able to kind of once the XFL gets rolling. I'm going to see him uh, soon, so I'm looking forward to catching up with him. And if you buy the blood and guts, Greg Williams is uh, one of the close 200 people I talked to for that book, and he was everything you think Greg Williams (laughs) is. He should have his own show, TV show. God, it was fun talking to him. Um, And also, if you want to – pre-order the blood and guts go to my twitter at tie Dawn. 30 percent off with a signed book plate 21 bucks uh i think you're gonna love this Can't project it. it was so much fun um, take advantage of that some good holiday travel reading some yeah. good beach reading some good whenever you like to read it's I'm looking forward to it. I have a I have a flight coming up to San Diego I like and, and I got the book ready to roll. Jump right to that Jimmy Graham chapter if you lived it. He lived it. I need to hear some of this other stuff. I want to hear. <laughs> I'm excited about the uh, the Winslow. Yeah, you know, so the Kellen Winslow chapter, that was one of the tight ends. How much – let me ask you this. Should I be excited for that one? Yes. You seem so be excited. Be excited for every chapter. Oh, no, I, let me take yeah. that back. But you seemed excited about, like, the Fouts and you were, like – it made me think that these guys were ahead of their so, time a little bit as far as passing and tight end matchup and – that's what that whole chapter. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So that chapter is very schematic, and so the book is fifteen chapters, basically fifteen long form features. Some are seven thousand words, some are twelve hundred words, or I'm sorry, twelve thousand words. Um, so most of these chap, most of these tight ends, I sat down with face to face, and there were a few that. Weren't able to track down. Kellen Winslow was one of those guys. But I know, Kellen so Winslow and Shannon Sharp, I'll say this. Two, two of the guys I wasn't able to speak to directly yeah. are, I think those chapters turned out great. And, you know, I talked to a million people both, around them. And they're so fascinating. Because they were I mean, look different. At Jeff, look at Jeff Perlman. Like, his books, 
he, he just wrote a Brett Favre book and a Bo Jackson book and a Walter Payton book. He didn't talk to any didn't of these talk guys, to but he talked to hundreds of people around them. I don't, I'd rather and, hear it. Yeah. So with, a, with Kellen Winslow, yeah, I mean, I want to say Dan Fouts was incredible. Uh, oh my gosh, Wes Chandler, um, oh, Hank, Hank, Hank Bauer. Um, I talked to players for uh, the Miami Dolphins, one of the, one of the killer bees about that game, you know, the orange bowl yeah, game yeah, that really put yeah. that, that's really the game that put the people tight end position on the map. It but so, it's, with, with, it's a Don Coriel chapter as much as a, as much of a Kellen Winslow chapter. That, like, schematically what he was able to do with the tight end position is unbelievable. I mean, split out this freak and Compete dare the defense to go. All right. You want to like, go there? We got Charlie Joyner. We got West Chandler. Right. Who we got to put on him. We got all then all of a sudden numbers. you're putting, you put the safety on him. You're like, a yeah. jump ball waiting there. We're not going to lose that. We're going to lose that jump ball. And then you put a linebacker, you're like, you can't run with him. <laughs> you know who it, else it, was a great cop? I don't know if you remember this player, Eric Sievers, tight end. No. San Diego Chargers. So, I, yeah, you, I, I don't don't remember him. Uh, he had some great memories from the Orange Bowl game. and Yeah, it was fun. I mean, and then Shannon Sharp. Uh, gosh, sorry we could go on and on. I know. I, I didn't An- Anthony, I, Anthony Lynn, somebody we both know well, was great for that chapter. He so played with Shannon played Sharp. Him. I t- talked to Terrell Davis, um, Mike Shanahan. I can't wait to see what Aileen. I love so, Aileen. Yeah, everybody was so cooperative. Yeah. I mean, Pey- I talked to Peyton Manning for the Dallas Clark chapter. Dallas Clark was amazing, though. And we'll probably have that chapter as an excerpt that go long. Um, little little tease good. there. I like so. that. That's smart. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I, I mean, there's the pre-orders have been sensational. I can't thank everybody out there enough for buying this book. It's what you've done to support go long, support everything I'm trying to build. Unbelievable. It's, it's deserved, man. And but I, I know the time you've spent on that. I didn't, you know, it's all new to me to see, actually be with somebody and see them put a book together. It's like, man, how are you doing all this? So, I, man, I admire it. You know what it is? It's, it's, God, it's a lot of things, but it's your passion. You're, you're setting up the interviews. It's, oh, it's passion. a passion. You, you have love a passion, it. Tyler. You do. I, why do you think you, you, you ask me, like, what, how do you, I watch tape. I don't know what else. That's what I do. I watch tape. Yeah, you, when you love something. If I have time, I need to see it on tape. I need to see why. And and just like you, you have to, this is how you want to write and totally. talk. And I wanted to. I want to know. Hang out with Dicka yes. and Shock yeah. and all these guys in person. Tell me, yeah. And that's where you're going to get the best stories. Agree, you're yeah. not going to get it in a phone call or no, in research. It's, it's not going to happen not in person. person. Yeah, I agree with you on that. There are some hilarious Jeremy Shockies. You mentioned Reggie Bush. I'll just say that. Jeremy Shockey's got a, a comment on Reggie Bush in the book in that chapter where he, he talked a lot about like how, yeah, he partied his ass off in New York City and he hooked up with a lot of girls. But he's like, I, didn't get, I never got married. Never did that. He goes, if, if you're sleeping over, guess what? We ain't eating breakfast in the morning. It's not going beyond that. Not going beyond sex. And he, he told Reggie Bush, hey, if you was holding you back as, you know, being married to Kim Kardashian, like if get out of that, you'll be good. Oh. So, I love Shaki. It's, it's, I love Shaki. That's the thing. It's, a, it's the book is like a mixture of a lot of X's and O's, but there's a lot of like life and hilarious stories, crazy ass stories. Tony Gonzalez, that chapter, in our conversation when we hung out down in Austin, Texas, when he told this story, my my brain just about burst. I couldn't believe it. Um, I, I can't wait for people to read it. It was, it was it was so much fun to do. Like I, if they have half as much fun reading this book as I did working on it, it'll be you can worth mix. it. If you can mix your passion and then have fun with it too, yeah, that's why you're good at what you do. And as we said, Jim Onis is one of those sources in this book. I still owe you. I'm still paying you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still paying you. 
So owe you dinner. The scout who may or may not have found Jimmy Graham or realized the potential of Jimmy Graham. Yeah, I, you know, there's a lot of people who like Jimmy Graham, but he was still sitting there in yes. third round. Hey, I almost forgot. Yeah. I, I put out there on Twitter oh, for most rid- ridiculous I, questions. It's one of my favorite things. All right. Yeah, I hope. Did we get anything good? We got a lot. So I'll just let's rip them off here. Um, all right, this is from Mike Monahan. Do you think the word read should be spelled with a silent W, like write? This way you read what read and write? Never really thought of it like that. Whoa. My mind's a little blown, Mike. That's some good that's some deep thought. He had some good coffee. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't really yeah, have that's an tough. One. Don't answer that. Talk too much for me. How many icicles have you eaten in your lifetime? This is from Sean. Zero. I probably had one or two as a kid. As a kid. No, maybe. I don't know. Like the whole thing? I, I'm, I'm assuming I did. I, I mean, I might have. Yeah, I mean, yeah. didn't appeal to me. Oh, man. All right. Jeff Rimmer. Should all Christmas decorations be burned if they are put on store shelves before October 31st? <laughs> no. I want all the Christmas that we can get. Jeff, um, I hate to say it. That I, I'm I, with. I, I'll I, go ahead. And, I'm with, I love it. I I'm love with, Christmas. I'm with Jeff. I just give it. Give Thanksgiving its respect. All right. You know what? October. October's for pumpkins. Point. November's for you still Thanksgiving. Have a, you still have two full months, and, and we're good. All right. Uh, you know what? I think mentally, I, right. I, was, I was reading that as November third. No, no, late November. You're, that is pretty early for Christmas music and Christmas little, the, Oh, the music that, for sure. I, that I, is very early. We have to give October its due. You're just right. Just give it. Just yeah, that's Halloween, horror movies. And I like that. I love Thanksgiving, football, food. We just watched a pretty good uh, horror movie. Good night, Mommy, I want to say. 2022 version. My brother went and saw that movie, Smile. Was it good? Uh, well, if you like that. That's not. Those movies don't scare me. They're like, they, they don't make sense to me. It's hard to... To find a good scare, it's hard to. to I, it's to not my a good style. It's not my style. So you know, movies are your style. Can I give you a couple? Maybe you've even seen them. I go ahead, and I probably creep. Never saw it. Creep is scary. Put it in my phone. It's I got strong, you know what? I need. Strong, you know what? I'm going to embrace October. Um, what Wait, else? Hold on, creep. It's called creep. Sinister. Sinister is another good one. Put me some. I don't know this. Well, it, it, it's creep, hard to do a good sinister. scary movie. Okay, you know what was scary to me. Here's what it, here would be a scary movie to me. Now I'm dating myself. You may not the movie Seven, original like oh, yeah. old school. No, Brad we saw Pitt. that. It's good. That to me is scary because, yeah. wow, like it's good. But you're talking more about the ghosts and monsters. No, I don't even movies. like us. I don't like <laughs> slasher <laughs> films. Yeah, okay. I don't. That's I do scary. like like the paranormal and scary. the cult movies. Kind of. You know what? Hereditary is another good one. Hereditary. Look at yes. these names. Creep, Sinister, Hereditary. Um, Midnight Summer was weird, Tyler. but pretty good. Am I going to like these? You Midnight Summer? Summer, I want to say. Mids- Midsummer. That's what it was. Midsummer. All right. Um, wait, hold on. I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners saw these. Way, way back. I'm dating myself again. Blair Witch Project. Okay, now let me explain something. I've never seen that, but I, I love Paranormal Activity. Okay, so don't go see it, right? It's not a movie. I It was such a craze. I was in college at the yeah. time. I went and saw it. I was completely blown away. I didn't know until after. That it wasn't real. It was fake. 
And then it was like, I, it's like I tell my parents, like, you could have yeah. told me pro wrestling was fake. Like, and my heart broke. I'm like, I thought Hulk Hogan, like, I used to be, I mean, I was in there with Hulk Hogan and yeah, those guys. Yeah. I mean, my heart sank for him if he got, when he got slammed by Andre the Giant. It's like a whole genre of movie now. But when he slammed Andre the Giant, I was like, that, that's unbelievable. Fake. Uh, Star Wars, fake. And then I'm like, okay, I'm done with that. I don't want to watch fake. And then Blair Witch, I was like, fake. But like paranormal activity feels so real too. Agreed. Like I think that's why Blair Witch was like, that's what makes it scary. There you go. And like paranormal activity, nothing really happens until there's 15 minutes left in the movie. But like, I'm glad but it's you so crazy that it it's an incredible movie. I'm glad you didn't give me like Friday the 13th. No, I, I don't like all that. That's stuff. the stuff I, I'm I hate. Yeah. Okay. No, no. Those are good movies that you have to see. Right, right. But not those aren't. The, the Invitation is another one. That's a good movie. <laughs> I feel like I'm good. No, my, my, my wife is all about this stuff. Oh, so see, this is good. So you guys, I, yeah. I'd rather come from people that know. Absolutely. All right. Invitate. Man, these, these men, I like this. All right. We got some more questions yeah, let's here get some before we guys. sign off. Pete Schwab, a go-long OG. Always good to see you, Pete. Should not replacing the shopping carts in the corrals be a felony offense? <laughs> yeah, I'm good with that. It's enough. Yeah, I think it's automatic. It's, it's so ridiculous. I agree. I'm good with that. PJ Schmidt. If you could take a movie and replace almost every human actor besides one with the Muppets, which movie would you take and which actor would you leave behind? I don't know if I follow. PJ. Tyler might be too much. Maybe this man, too much giant pumpkin. I'm not sure. Oh, I, don't I like even know this Muppets from yet. Colin. At Metfan1983. Worst smelling football player you ever met. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> I can't, I'm not answering. <laughs> Great question. You're not going to answer it? I, it'd be too. I'd have to think a little. There's. Ooh. I'd have to think too. I mean, everybody stinks. I was going to say, it's hard. We've all grew up in locker rooms too. So it's, it, almost, it almost blends together. Yeah. Um, all right. Hey, Chris DeCesare, our good buddy Chris. Wait, what's Chris? Who what's is uh, behind our fatty he experiment here. And he's part of the gambling community. He is. Would you rather get killed by a bear or a shark? It's a good one to end on. Shark for me. I'm going shark. I feel like it'd be less going pain, shark. Yeah. Right? It's just tearing you to bits. Get me, take me out underwater. Yeah, there's, there's something, you know, it's like a Viking funeral of sorts. You're I, already in the ocean. I feel good. Like, it'd be, to me, it'd be like, damn, it's a shame Jim got, man, Jim loved the beach, man. The shark got him, though. Like, if I go out that way, you guys would have talks. Like, if you're like, hey, Jim got killed yeah. by a bear in the mountains? That'd be pretty what? badass. Jim doesn't like being in the mountains. This is not me. I don't want to be in the I mountains. don't know, though. There is something about getting killed by a bear. I mean, because another underrated movie, The Edge, I like with it. Alec Baldwin and Anthony I, Hopkins. I it didn't really get its due. That was a good movie. Great call by you. All right. Great call. Great movie. A lot of movie Great. advice on this episode. Great call I like by it. you. Love The Edge. What do you say? Should we sign off? We're signing off. Let's do it. Thank you, everybody. Patty Beer, got to come. Watching. Um, and you know what? I got I to do this more often, Jim. If you made it to this point of the podcast and you shoot me a DM on Twitter at Ty Dunn or an email, golongtd at gmail.com, and you don't subscribe to Golong already, we're going to give you a free subscription for a month. Got to do it. It's Check worth it. it. Out. It's worth it. There's some good yeah. stuff going on. Let's do it. So if you're the first person who hears that, hit me up. Thanks, everyone.